Hi, thank you so much for joining me. Gary Zacharias with The Apologist Bookshelf. Here's a book that I just finished reading, and I'll probably go back to it more than once uh, for these podcasts. It's called Who Will Rule the Coming Gods? Great title, huh? Who Who Will Rule the Coming Gods? Wallace Henley is the author. Uh, he's a former White House and congressional aide. Uh, he was a teaching pastor for a number of years, and he's written or he's been a co-author of... Uh, I think they said more than 20 books. And this is a pretty new book itself. Let's see if I can find the date on that. When did this one come out? Um, 2021. So what he's dealing with is artificial intelligence. And uh, I tell you, I've, I've been hearing more and more things about AI. And I want to work up a talk just on AI for apologetics. But this is a, a really interesting book to start with. So it's a subtitled The Looming Spiritual Crisis of Artificial Intelligence. So I'm going to go to a chapter called The Effects of the Transcendence, The Effects of True Transcendence. So what he's talking about here is that if we believe there's a God, we think he's outside of this world, he's transcendent, he's beyond this world, but he can break in any time that he wants into this world. And we look around and we see things that suggest to us that there is a God, the way the human body works, the way the earth is, the universe, and things like that. But people today, many people, have cut themselves off from the idea of transcendence. They think materialism is true, that this earth or this universe is all there is to reality. There's nothing else. So they have cut their ties with transcendence, and it's to our great loss that this has happened. So here's that chapter that I told you I wanted to look at, the effects of true transcendence. So if we are in a world that thinks there is a God and there's a majesty beyond that, it brings some wonderful things. So he has several things here that I'm going to go over fairly quickly. But for example, number one, he says, true transcendence has a transformative effect. And he says, what provides your lift he said that goes to the whole heart of things like passion, your motive, your intent, that the world pulls us down, but we should be aspiring to more because of transcendence, that we know there's a God and it lifts us up. I mean, think about Psalm 123. He quotes that one in here. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. We get true transformation if we think that there is a transcendent being out there, then that means that everything else we look at to try to get a lift or a rise in our spirits, things, drug, alcohol, sex, entertainment, hobbies, whatever it is, we we substitute that. And of course, we know what that does. We crash and burn because of that. But if we encounter true transcendence, we really believe there's a God out there, it does transform us. It changes our view of the world. It changes our uh, feelings about ourselves. Uh, we per, we see ourselves from God's point of view. So that's really key. He says, secondly, true transcendence infuses the imminent with meaning and purpose. So purpose, if <laughs> I've seen this so many times, it's really sad to see people who've cut themselves off from God. And then what are they living for? What else is there out there? Well, I guess just to get the next big paycheck, to become famous. Um, he says here that purpose can be frightening to people who deny true transcendence or they suppress the belief in it. And I've seen that at school where I teach, that we, there's a rise in suicide and depressed students. 
Here's something else that a belief in transcendence gains us. It says the recognition of God's transcendence brings propriety. It, it gives us a stabilizing order of seemliness. In other words, we start thinking about correct behavior. And he quotes Proverbs 14. There's a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Yeah, so in other words, if we have a feeling of propriety, it's a rightness that seems appropriate and it fits into a plan, it fits into a design. He mentions Paul in Romans 1. He talks about if you ignore God's transcendent holiness, people abandon what's right and they start uh, with some uh, awful behaviors. It says, uh, this is a quote from Paul here, every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, and hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, gossip, backstabber, backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, boastful, and on and on. Yeah, that's what we see if we give up on transcendence or we don't imagine that in our lives. Another thing he says is it, it's because of God's transcendence that we really see ourselves. We see real humanity and a healthy self-value. We're not a fluke. We're not an accident. That's what kids are being told these days. You're on your own. There's nobody out there. Uh, we're just uh, some kind of slime on the edge of this world. We're just a, a sludge. And yet Psalm 8 says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, and on and on, what is man that you've thought of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you made him a little lower than God, and you crown him with glory and majesty. There's something majestic about us. Oh, yeah, there's certainly something broken about us, too, but there is something majestic. We are all children of God, and we need to interact with each other on that basis. Let me just give you some other things that he talks about as far as the effects of the transcendence. So he says, because of transcendence, we can live in and experience the fullness of time. So people can live with a sense of anticipation and hope, even ordinary, just Mundane things that we go through can be a medium for the breakthrough of God into our lives. Isn't that nice? He says, now, of course, you think of people living and thinking more about eternity breaking through. You think that may be a clergy person, maybe, or somebody in a religious order. But he said, it could be individuals who work in the secular world and seeing yourselves as ambassadors for Christ and his kingdom. That's what Second Corinthians 5 talks about. I do a talk on that. And that's so important that we think of ourselves as not isolated individuals, but as ambassadors for Christ. That means if you're an ambassador, you need to know about what you believe. Like if you're an ambassador going to another country, you'd have to know your own country. So you need to know what you believe, but you also have to know what that other country believes. So you need to know what the world out there believes. So I thought that was a really good point. If you believe in transcendence, you live in and you experience the fullness of time. Uh, things can pop into your life that will change uh, you and change people around you. He uses a story of Dr. George Washington Carver, the African-American botanist. He said he found himself in transcendent wonder every time he just looked at the peanut. He talked about, he talked about the products and the farm industry all because he saw that peanut as a perspective of his, of his transcendent view of science. Here's a quote from Carver. I love to think of nature as an unlimited broadcasting station through which God speaks to us every hour if we will only tune in. 
that worldview guided his philosophy of science. Isn't that wonderful? That uh, God speaks to us if we just tune in. So that's uh, we, we can live in and experience a fullness of our lives. And Carver went on to say, God is going to reveal to us things he never revealed before if we put our hands in his. I thought that was wonderful. What else can this uh, true transcendence do to us? It can bring an understanding of true value. Uh, and there's a quote in here from a Russian intellectual who said this, We thought we could get rid of God and retain a value for human beings, but we found out too late that it was impossible to do so. Isn't that something? True transcendence brings an understanding of true value. So if you toss away transcendence, do you think you can keep a value for human life? No, not at all. Here's something else true transcendence can do. He says, Perfection as the ideal and inspiration for the expression of beauty is lost in a culture that loses its sense of transcendence. So this idea of perfection and beauty, we lose beauty. Uh, and I see that all the time. Look, look at modern art. Do you ever see anything beautiful in modern art? And this is me talking. It's not uh, Wallace Henley. But I just think the ugliness has taken over the beauty that, that God has instilled in sunsets and and flowers and things like that. Then Henley goes on to say, submission to true transcendence enlarges freedom. Isn't that interesting? If you submit to God, you don't enslave yourself, you enlarge your freedom. Think about Paul. He called himself a bond slave of Jesus Christ. But what did he do? He spent a lot of time talking about freedom. He said he always had greater liberty than his jailers. Uh, he says, this is Galatians 5, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm. Do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. So yes, we are bond servants of Jesus, but that opens up a world of freedom. It, what enslaves us are the things when we've broken away from God, uh, whether it's uh, sensual pleasures or drugs or whatever it is. We've uh, put ourselves in slavery. Something else, true transcendence, he says, helps us distinguish authentic authority from mere power. Wow, what a good comment. Authentic authority from mere power. He says, you have to understand crucial differences between power and authority. So authority is granted from the higher to the lower, but power is seized by the strongest. That's interesting. Authority is accountable to its transcendent source. Power is accountable only to itself. Third thing about authority and power. Authority is sustained through loving relationships and service. How is power sustained? raw strength. And then finally he says, authority leads through example and free choice of people who are being led, but power controls through intimidation and domination. So I thought that was a, a very powerful chapter here. He, his whole point is that true transcendence, when it's gone, when it's eclipsed by, eclipsed by finite power pretending to transcendence, it distorts everything in our lives and ruins us and ruins our civilization. So I know that didn't, that was a chapter that wasn't really talking about AI, but his point is that we shouldn't worry as much about the machines, the AI machines, artificial intelligence machines, but the people who are programming them, the people who are creating them, the people who are overseeing them, if they've lost transcendence, that, that hurts our whole civilization and it's going to hurt whatever they produce, because the machine is going to reflect the creator, isn't it? So if you create machines 
and you create them in a sense soulless, without regard for any possibility of the transcendent, you're heading for a world of trouble. So I want to come back to this book. Once again, it's called Who Will Rule the Coming Gods? Uh, subtitled The Looming Spiritual Crisis of Artificial Intelligence. Now, I think a lot of AI can do wonderful things, uh, but it's got a, a bad side as well. By the way, can I just mention this too before we close? Henley does a great job of using other people, uh, using their ideas and all. So he's got Hugh Ross and Fuzz Rana from Reasons to Believe. He's got uh, C.S. Lewis prominently in here, Algis Huxley. Some of his comments are in here. Many of the, the uh, people who are behind the artificial intelligence, people who are behind transhuman uh, ideas. Lewandowski is one, but I, uh, Kurzweil, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Kurzweil. And he talks about the singularity. I mean, it's got some really interesting things in here. So short book, it's only hmm, 150-some pages. Easy read, but a lot of thoughtful things. I will suggest some other books on AI, artificial intelligence, uh, later. But thank you for uh, listening, and uh, we'll do another podcast soon.